0: Hello, welcome to IndieWire's Very Good Television podcast. I'm Liz Shannon Miller at Lizlet on the Twitters,
1: and I'm Ben T. Travis at Ben T. Travis on the Twitters. Oh no, I told you it's coming.
0: Uh, You've yeah. all been warned. It's smell season, everyone. It and is. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the most. Wonderful time of the year, in theory, allegedly, according to Ben.
1: 100% true.
0: Yes. Um, but, you know, we're in the midst of a lot of different TV coming out. Uh, kind of the broadcasting seems to have – the broadcast world seems to have chilled out a little bit. We're just Certainly. now trying to keep in the rhythm of new show, of, of these shows as they come out weekly on a weekly basis.
1: Just a little bit of a break.
0: Just a little bit of a break. Uh, but that also gives us time to look forward to not only the stuff that's coming up down the line – but also, uh, gosh and golly, uh, there's some, there's some, there's been some interesting news, some interesting uh, discussion, uh, courtesy of New York Comic Con this last weekend, or two weekends ago as you listen to this. But the news is still kind of reverberating. Some big, you know, some big trailers dropped. And it- <laughs> Anything? What? Why are you laughing? <laughs> lean in I don't know. I'm doing my it's best.
1: fantastic.
0: <laughs> you never
1: give me. Everybody any knows note. what you want to talk about. Everybody knows that you're not. We're not here to talk about Jack Ryan as much as I would love to.
0: I mean, John Krasinski's cute.
1: <laughs> we're not having this argument again
0: an argument. He's objectively attractive. I'm
1: not saying he's not objectively attractive. He's married to Emily Blunt. He has to be attractive. There's there's just no contr- There's no controversy. Yeah, no, this
0: is what I'm saying.
1: I'm saying that that's not the key takeaway from that trailer.
0: It's not the only thing to take away from that trailer. But hey, John Krasinski's cute. There's nothing wrong with this observation. There is
1: nothing wrong with that observation. It's 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 the it's the context within the observation came about. That was questionable.
0: I don't understand your problem.
1: <laughs> Let's move on. We don't want to talk about Jack Ryan. We don't even know when that's coming out. Technically, what we do know, actually, we don't know when this is coming out either, do we?
0: Uh, we have a vague idea.
1: Yeah. So have, uh, I, I have my theory. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Well, no, I have my my theory. I don't know. It's a it's a questionable theory. Based oh no, on, it's a good theory. I mean, we're talking about the X Files. We're
1: talking. About the X Files.
0: I know this is a shock for you guys because we've ne- certainly have never devoted entire episodes of this podcast to the X Files before.
1: There's just a lot. I mean, like Liz mentioned, there's there's so much going on right now that keeps steering our minds back to the X Files. Um, even even when I was watching the first two episodes of Mind Hunter, uh-huh. uh, there's a like they're they're basically getting slapped on the wrist by the uppers at the FBI for pursuing these cases that seem like you know they're just goofing around and they have no relevancy and blah blah blah, and then they're sent down to the basement. For their new office, of and course. I'm sitting here going, "This is the fucking X Files." And oh, man. Of course, it's not the X Files, but uh, there's that. There was the there was White Famous, which just came out, which has like so many overt it, it really Californication tr- ripoffs.
0: It really triggered your Californication P- PTSD. From I mean, what it, I understand.
1: It, it's the same creator, so like, there's definitely going to be similarities that you can see. But the the I didn't even have room in the review to get to all of the ways that it just blatantly ripped off Californication. That it's the exact same show, I should say. Um, so that's got David Duchovny on my head, and then, as Liz alluded to uh, in a very lengthy introduction, <laughs> there was a trailer for the new season, season eleven, and it looks pretty good. X-Files. Like it, it,
0: it looks like it has all the hallmarks of the X Files that I've come to begrudgingly accept, and a lot of stuff that I will enjoy watching, like Scully being a badass.
1: I did the Scully being a badass part is obviously the highlight. I will say that I thought that. Um, it would have been more exciting for me if i didn't know the structure of the season like cuz it's it's two episodes like first and last that are kind of conspiracy driven yeah. and then eight episodes in the middle that are more independent monster of the week kind of things
0: correct
1: it the trailer to me looked way more serialized con like conspiracy driven stuff like it looked like it was trying to build up all of these like Skinner is suddenly can't be trusted, and uh, Mulder is on a war path, and Scully's trying to find her son, and, like, there's all these, like, really intense things that are happening that don't look like they're independent stories, which got me pretty excited. It looked cool, but I was also more worried because I'm like, okay, I know that's not what the season's going to be.
0: Well, I mean, you have to bear in mind, they only started shooting in August, which actually means they've been shooting for about two months now. Yeah. So theoretically, they have at least, what, a few episodes in the can, but... uh, Yeah. Yeah. Do we know
1: how they're shooting them this year? Considering last year, they not only like they shot them in order, but then they switched the order up for release. Oh God, and that I, was all I, of that.
0: I mean, they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care what order things in. Or in. I literally pu- pu- pushed car- Chris Carter on that. I was like, "Do you regret the fact that you had ep- air- that your episodes all aired out of order?" He's like, "Well, you deal with the car- The car- cards are dealt, or something." And it's interesting. I, I should. I, I'd be interested to go back and re examine season 10 in the original production order and see like how it would play in that instance. It might play better. It might play worse. I it, mean.
1: It's not going to significantly change anything.
0: Yeah, it's basically you swap uh, episodes two and five. And I think uh, four moves around a little bit as well. I'm not 100% on that. Um, Mulder and Scully Need the Were Monster is still firmly in the middle.
1: But we would have gotten. David Duchovny dancing in a cowboy hat sooner.
0: I think so. That's an improvement. No. Well, I mean, I don't know.
1: I am. I will proudly die on the hill as the lone person who loves you, David Duchovny as a cowboy.
0: You are really the only person who likes that sequence. I know. I don't
1: care. It's great.
0: <laughs> now, do you like the whole fantasy sequence? No. Okay. Just David Duchovny dancing like a cowboy.
1: Yeah. There's, yeah. Probably like half the sequence.
0: Okay, because you get the lone gunman cameo in there as well. That's fine. And but then you get kind of gross stuff, like you know, let's sexualize the sec- the only other female character on the show. Yeah, that was a problem. Yeah, and then like that weird Pieta thing.
1: But they sexualized Duchovny.
0: How do they sexualize Duchovny? Uh,
1: unbuttoned shirt.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: cowboy hat. <laughs> solo dancing. Plus, he does like the weird, <laughs> I'm gonna lean forward and shimmy my chest move, which is like uh
0: for the record ben made sure that i understood what he was referring to by doing the actual movement well
1: i didn't like fully get you into know, it no you didn't you did. it's a very very out, just as leaning yeah. into the microphone a little bit but yeah i mean it was it wasn't as sexual but <laughs> I, I was shocked that more people weren't excited by it
0: i mean it because it made no sense
1: well that's hardly a a, a major issue with x-files season 10 you yeah, gotta, You got to take joy was I was, it, I was going to maybe
0: it. fight you until you added season 10, and I yeah. was like, yeah. yeah.
1: You got to take, in those six episodes, You gotta pick those little nuggets and hold on to them.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh,
1: which brings us.
0: To season 11. To
1: season 11. And I, I have not even read about this, list, so you're going to have to fill me in and fill us all in. But there is a, uh, I don't want to call it a debate. There was an announcement made. There was about, no announcement made. Um, but, but Gillian Anderson said something about it.
0: Jillian Anderson, in interviews tied to New York, Con- in an interview with yeah. one outlet tied to New York, Entertainment Comic-Con. Weekly. No, Entertainment Weekly picked it up. It was oh. a different people. It was a different. I okay. forget who originally reported it, but it was not. I do not. Be- I believe is one comment she made saying she thinks she's done with Scully, um, and oh she my. thinks, which is a terrifying statement, on a number of levels. Um, technically, but then there are other things you can remember, like the fact that, like everyone on this planet. She likes money. And um, the other th- one of the major things we did learn from New York Comic Con was that season 11 is there is a planned cliffhanger ending for it.
1: Yeah. This, these, are the, these are the two stories colliding into a massive problem for me. So right. that's why we're going to talk this out a little bit.
0: OK. Yeah. Which is that A, Jillian Anderson thinks she's done playing Scully, which, nice try. Um. <laughs> I, like,
1: I like that Liz's position on this is firmly denial. It's just like, no, this is not actually, she may have said it, it may be true, but it's not.
0: Think of my uh, think of my belief in Jillian Anderson full on quitting the X Files as like Scully full on believing that she didn't see an alien spaceship in the X Files: Fight the Future, even though she fucking fell off the alien spaceship.
1: She got a, a ding to the head. She doesn't remember.
0: Yeah, I know. That's my approach. I've been dinged in the head too many times by this show.
1: <laughs> but that means it's probably gonna happen because it, Scully was in the spaceship. So that means she's Yeah,
0: but I'm but she's fir, but she's firmly in denial about it, like me.
1: But the spaceship existed, just like her ending the show would exist in this analogy.
0: Hmm. I don't like this metaphor and I'm gonna pull, right. pull I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna steer us away. Pull from that, that.
1: ripcord and get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Foop Point being
0: I'm Tom Cruise I'm Tom Cruise at the beginning of Rogue Nation. I'm out the back door of the plane.
1: Now this is a reference I can get on board with.
0: <laughs> I'm at the back door of the plane with the thing of a strapped to my back. Having a great time.
1: Though so technically, he wanted to climb inside of the plane.
0: Yeah, but then once he was inside the plane, he gets the package, and then he pulls the record. I may have just rewatched this movie. I know. Um, so, <laughs> point is, point is, there is there is still a question of like how how much how much faith we should put, how much energy we should put into really think, wondering whether or not Gillian Anderson will leave the show after season eleven.
1: Well, that 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 part of it. It right. was motivated to me by the idea of there being a cliffhanger, which on the one hand, it's more acceptable now that they seem to have established a pattern of returning for more X Files. Right. It seems like it no longer the idea, feels like the
0: crazy miracle that season ten was. Yeah,
1: season ten, by all intents and purposes when it was coming out, felt like they're wrapping this thing up. Like they're they they're coming back, they're doing the revival, they'll be done with it. And then as, you know, basically as they did it and then as ratings started to come in we realized oh yeah they are fine with continuing to do this as long as they're supported so we
0: we supported can
1: is a good word choice there nailed it um so the idea of season 11 being the ending was never really on the table like you always have to ask and you always have to wonder if that's if they are going to do it but at this point you'd almost expect them to announce it very formally and uh-huh. say we decided to end the show. This will be the last season, Right. Uh, as opposed to making any sort of assumption. But still, the idea of them ending on a cliffhanger, especially after the way they ended season ten right. on a cliffhanger, which was awkward for multiple reasons, mm-hmm. um, it, it it has me concerned. Combined with the fact that that's you know at least Jillian's saying maybe maybe she's done.
0: Well, here here are the things as I as I curl up in bed at night. In my in my sheets of denial, um, trying to find trying to find the solution for slumber. Here 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 is what here are the things I use to soothe myself. Okay. Item one: If Gillian Anderson was really not like there for the X Files anymore, if she was really just you know I I will show up when Fox makes me show up for this thing, etc. Um, I don't think she'd be doing Comic Con for one, just flat out like she skipped it before. Um, and she also wouldn't be doing the Audible audio uh, adventures that are currently running on, uh, on Audible.com, um, which would include all the original voices you could hope for, except for Robert Patrick, who really is done with the X-Files. See, Robert Patrick is what it looks like when you're done with the X-Files.
1: Yeah, but well, it's not like Doggett as much as anybody else, I guess, but nobody wants him back. Like, nobody's clamoring to see Doggett.
0: When no one's clamoring to see Monica Reyes. Nobody's clamoring to see their son.
1: But they get written in. Like, that's something the writers would be in more control of than anybody else. Scully is essential yeah. to this thing functioning well, that's, in that's general. What I think. Uh, that's and what then the other the other issue I'd have with your first attempt to comfort, A, Gillian Anderson is a consummate professional. Hmm. So she has always supported her projects when they're... When, when in the promotional I'm saying she
0: skipped Comic-Con before.
1: Yeah, but that was in the middle of the seasons. Like, that was when something was... No,
0: I'm saying, like, season 10, she did not appear at New York Comic-Con. You were there, I right? I was
1: there, but that wasn't the only... Like, that was, like, one of the rare things she missed. She did a lot of other press for it. Yeah. And it wasn't like she was saying, I'm not into this anymore by not attending.
0: Yeah, I think, actually, she was filming in India. That might be a good reason to miss Comic-Con.
1: So, the that that... That doesn't provide me a lot of comfort. Okay. I'm I'm glad it provides you comfort. It doesn't provide me comfort. The audible books, I'd trace back to the money angle again. But
0: hey, continue. Not shrugging away the fact that I, it's it's not like something I'm particularly you know I don't feel particularly great about it. But I feel good about the fact that if Fox is willing to spend the money necessary to ensure that their talent is on camera, like that means a lot to me. And I think it's also important to note that I you know after she publicly kind of tweeted out about how she was disappointed with the female the lack of female writers and directors involved with the show the x-files kind of changed that and they're they added female writers which had not been previously announced these were new additions and then they also announced a directing lineup that included women mm-hmm. so they definitely not only, it's not even just a money thing they are they do seem interested in keeping her happy
1: oh yeah i would never question that fox wants and would do just about anything to keep jillian anderson involved but Jillian Anderson is also a, a an extremely talented and in-demand oh, yeah. actress and performer who's willing to do a lots of different kinds of work. Like, she's interested in theater. She loves theater. Uh, she's interested in movies. She doesn't do a whole bunch of them, but she also does a lot of stuff for the BBC. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, is the fall still a thing? Is that still happening? I think it hasn't
0: been picked up for a new season, but I That's think you could probably away. blame things like The X-Files for that. <laughs>
1: I blame the latest season for that. But um, – Maybe Gene and the world. In the end, the world's most boring. Inexplicable (laughs) success. Yes, Uh, sorry. Apologies, but um, I, I, I just find it odd that she'd say it now. Even, even hinting at it now Mm -hmm. seems peculiar to me. If only because this would be something that I'd want to be prepared for. Mm -hmm. If that was a possibility, and she announced it after we'd already seen this season, that would feel wrong, and I'd be upset, and it would hurt way, way, way more but going into the season as she's shooting it and mentioning this as a possibility could very well be her kind of tipping the cap, saying, like, you guys might need to prepare for something. Like, Hmm. this might be the last season with Scully, or this might be the last full season with Scully.
0: I mean, the thing about it is I I can't see a universe where Fox is like, oh, the X-Files can just be Mulder, no problem. I could maybe see, I mean, and especially given the fact that Chris Carter has flat out said it's Scully's show ultimately like he really I think on a on, he really feels I feel more of a direct kinship with Scully's character than with Mulder um,
1: so, so you're saying that basically Carter would be unlikely to have written a season that would have included a storyline that could have written Scully off the show
0: I think so I mean what if
1: she came to him and was like I need to dial it back and he was like, well, we'll give you an out where you don't have to appear in every episode of the future. Do you think Fox oh. would get on board with something where they renew it for season 12 and There's well, she's only in like three of the 10 episodes or something? Um,
0: ugh, I hate that. I, I hate, think they do it. I think they would, too, if only because they did it before with David Duchovny in <laughs> right? seasons 8 and 9. But yeah. I would hate that. Oh, yeah. We all would hate it. I, uh, I mean, the one, the I do find it reassuring that from the very beginning of these conversations about the revival, they were always like, yeah, we want Gillian Anderson and David Duchovny back as Mulder and Scully. Yeah. Um, I don't think
1: there's, I, again, I don't think there's any question what Fox wants in this scenario. Right. But I, I when it's, come, when, if it would have come from somebody else, I would have questioned this a lot more. Right. The idea of, of Gillian Anderson putting it out there in the world, uh that is what makes me nervous more than anything else.
0: I mean, that's and that's totally fair, but because I
1: want her to be able to do whatever she wants.
0: Oh, uh, me too. I feel like I, I'm a I'm a big supporter of her taking and trying a whole bunch of different things. I still want you my liked, romantic.
1: You liked Crisis.
0: I liked Crisis. <laughs> I mean, I liked Crisis for reasons that actually didn't have a ton to do with Julianne
1: Anderson. Still,
0: I watched every episode of Crisis. You are the one. I am. I am the one. Thanks, wine. Boom. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, crisis. And now, now I'm, now I'm just thinking about crisis. But no, I, st- I still want my romantic comedy. I still want her to star in a romantic comedy with Kyle Chandler. With Kyle Chandler.
1: That's trademarked, by the way. Yeah. If that ever happens,
0: we will find out.
1: We're getting money for it. Yeah. The Indi- the IndieWire
0: TV team has put a lot of time and effort. We this is a larger project. Trust us.
1: I gotta really write that script. You really do. We We, start we, we, we need to get
0: it. We need to submit it to the WGA. Yeah. yeah. We need to get it registered.
1: All right. I'll work on it.
0: Good. Yeah, I'll pitch in. Yeah. I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll shout out adjectives and you can add them in.
1: <laughs> no, I'll, 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 well, it'll, it'll work great because it'll, I can, I can get a draft ready. I can give it to you. You can tell me a lot of the things that are wrong with it, which is what you're very good at. And oh, yeah. then I'll fi- try to fix it until we get a, a pitchable version.
0: Yes, there we go. Um, I kind of also want to do, I, I, I feel obligated because we're, you know, we're talking about like ways. I think you initially opened when, when you were like, I, I know what we can podcast about this week. Um, we can talk about how Scully can't die.
1: Yeah, um, we should we should wrap this up by saying kind of more from a narrative perspective, I guess. I'm curious in, in your position of what an X-Files would even look like without Dana Scully and if there's any way that could succeed. Not from an idea of like fans will be upset, I will be upset, I like seeing them both on the screen, just from an idea of, could they tell a meaningful story where they're taking the 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 counter away? Like they've still got Mulder, who's spooky and ready to believe in anything, but they don't have his balancing partner involved anymore. So there's it's it's it throws things out of whack. Well, in theory,
0: okay. There there's a couple of different threads here. Um, one is that uh, I think it, it does. One of the things about scaling back Scully's Scully's presence on this show. Or potentially replacing her entirely with another character is that Scully has, you know, one of the show's trickiest dilemmas has always been the fact that, you know, she's seen some shit at this point. Um, her status as a quote unquote skeptic is, you know, very, very much not what it was in season one. Sure. Um, so, like at this point, like she doesn't she she plays like the science to Mulder's whateverness. Um, as a rule, um, faith versus science. Faith even versus science. Scully does have, a yeah, different it's kind like of faith. well, it's like she's it's faith versus science uh, with Mulder and Scully, and then it's also like you know atheism versus faith, and because mm. Mulder represents that side of the equation, so it's an it's an interesting dynamic that's you know they've developed very intriguingly for you know decades now. Yeah. Um, it's
1: a timeless I'm, debate.
0: It's a timeless debate, and it's one that's worked really well. So we've seen in the past. With with seasons eight and nine, um, them really struggling to really struggling to replicate that dynamic outside of outside of the core Mulder Scully partnership. So, it would probably end up being kind of a. I feel like they would have to probably take it more in a solo Mulder direction, mm-hmm. and I don't know what the drive is there. Like I don't like, I think like, I mean you you we've seen David Duchovny support a solo cop experience in Aquarius. But he also, he did have partners. He did have, like, it would be, like, it would be much more the Molder show.
1: and Yeah, they'd have to reinvent the show if, if they were going to go that angle. They'd have to change it in such a significant way that we've seen them unwilling to do so far. Right. Like, we'd talked about in the past about them hiring, you know, fresh young writers and, uh, you know, new mm-hmm. challenging directors, et cetera, et cetera, to try to have a different version of the X-Files out there and, and make things a little... Mm-hmm. more excited and crazy um and they, they've definitely been very unwilling to do that so i i agree with you and that that's what they'd have to do right it is very hard for the uh, for me to see that
0: i would happening. i would honestly i would i would ex- i would suspect that chris carter would rather not do a season 12 than yeah. do something completely different from what came before yeah also i'm going to nerd out on you here for a moment um so scully's immortal oh right um if you, if you, if you, uh, um, it, this is a, a legitimate thing that's that's buried in two different, a couple of different episodes, actually. Um, basically, in so this begins with season three, um, the episode uh, "Clyde Bruckman's Final Repose," um, which is about, which stars Peter Boyle as a man who can see uh, how people die. If you haven't seen rewatch that episode recently, it remains one of the se- se- series' best. Uh, give it, a, give it, a, give it a check it out. Um, But in that episode, uh, Scully asks him. Just she's just like, "Fine, tell me, how do I die?" And he's just, and all his reply is, "You don't." So fans have made a thing about that for a while, Um, and then uh, it's built upon in season six, the episode Tythonus, where Scully gets shot by a guy who is immortal. And there's an implication that he may have passed his immortality over to her because he then dies at the end of the episode. Spoiler alert for this episode of television that was on the air 15 years ago, um, ish. 15 ish. Math is hard for girls. Um, point.
1: <laughs> Liz, Liz, Liz. <laughs>
0: point is, um, so there's that. And then I believe they made a joke about it as well in season 10, uh, where at, at, during uh, a key scene uh, at. I think it's it's in the hospital. They're talking over her bedside.
1: I believe you're right.
0: Yeah, oh, over her mother's bedside.
1: I have not revisited season 10 very often, but I distinctly remember it popping up.
0: Yeah, and so that's, that's three. So, you know, three's a trend. Scully's immortal. So she can't die physically. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing?
1: I just, I, now I'm picturing, like, it's, I never really expected her to die at the end of the season but now for some reason it's a lot harder for me to imagine scenarios in which she's just away like she's not going to get taken again um,
0: well in season with season 9 it was just like Mulder's just on the run like yeah. he's i think like uh, I, I think yeah. i owned a t-shirt during that season that i bought off like television without pity that said don't worry Scully i'm just going to the store forever <laughs>
1: what if what if they what if they doctor up some scenario in which like in this season Scully finds her kid and then to protect them they decide somebody has to stay at home and protect the kid <laughs> so and it... Scully's like that's me because you suck at it and Mulder's like I know I gotta roam so then then that's how they just she just stays at home with the kid and they think that that's like a weird progressive choice.
0: So one of the 20th and 21st century's most progressive feminist right. icons. becomes ends with her a, a stay-at-home home mom room.
1: so Mulder can look for the truth <laughs> and she can protect their son.
0: Oh god. The worst part is that's not unplausible. It's plausible. Yep. It's, yeah, it's not unplausible. It. Oh, Don't my.
1: do that, guys. If you did it, rewrite it. Fix this. Do better.
0: <laughs> Watch it and that actually be what happens.
1: All right. Well, I think I think we've at least landed like, on feel, the idea that. Do you feel this better? shouldn't happen? No. Yeah. No, I'm still definitely afraid that it will happen, um, but we know that it. It shouldn't, and I think se- it's hard to imagine a, a future, especially a lengthy future. Mm-hmm. Like e- even if we look beyond season twelve, uh, a potential season twelve that seems impossible.
0: I feel like well, Without then to could have season thirteen, and that that'd be fun. Lucky thirteen.
1: That's um, not a thing.
0: I my prediction at this point, like I'm putting this out there into the universe, so I'll Great. be, but, which means I'll be wrong. Like I'm always wrong about this shit.
1: No, you're not. You got You, you were hired here because you were right about how I met your mother.
0: That's true. I was right about how I met your mother, but the Orville's still on the air, so.
1: Well, oh, okay. I see where you're going. Yeah, uh, sorry, I, 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 I'm
0: oftentimes wrong about things. Uh, um, so Raiders, things. Incorrect, incorrect prediction. Uh, season 11 ends with Scully in mortal peril. Season 12 happens and she's in it the whole time. Interesting. Because that money truck came. Because the money truck came. I mean, I don't, and I don't want to make it sound like this is. We think of them. We think of the if Gillian Anderson, and David Duchovny as completely mercenary, but I think I think there is kind of an understanding that like you know, if they're you know they get paid to do this work, and you know they also get paid to play characters that mean a lot to their fans, and I think they know that and respect that. So I think the combination means that you know when the circumstances are right and schedules align, they'll do it.
1: Yeah, and the, the other...
0: They seem like they've made peace with it a, to a degree that they had in, like, a decade ago, say.
1: Yeah, and, and Jillian, too, is, is obviously a, a very feminist and vocal supporter of equality, uh, especially when it comes to equal pay. Uh, I mean, and we believe that that happened, right? Didn't they make sure that that was... I
0: believe so. I believe I believe that the story was originally she wasn't going to have equal pay. Yeah, then
1: they... Yeah. They fixed that. Um, but they, they're also very artistic people in general, as we talked about with, with Anderson. I mean, she does a lot of different... She, she's interested in a lot of different projects when it comes to performance, and she's also a writer. Um, Duchovny, obviously, is also a writer. He's got a couple of books out now. I think he's working on a third. His uh, music is... A thing that's happening and is very successful and uh he's been touring and he's been putting up i think a new album's on the way um he, i mean he does he does a lot of different things and they're interested in a lot of different things um and they don't have to keep doing this that neither of them are in a position where they need this because it's the only thing that they mm-hmm. are wanted for um but like you said they do have they do seem to have a respect for uh the characters and the fans of these characters that applies to uh, how they approach reviving this yeah. this thingamajig. So that, that, too, is a factor in how Scully goes if she does go and whether or not she would go. So I'm sure it will be approached from the best possible angle, at least on Miss Anderson's side.
0: Yeah. I mean, the fact that it is the year 2017 and we just recorded a podcast about the X-Files, we just got to have... We're going to get to spend so much more time and energy thinking about the X Files and discussing the X Files in the months to come. It's a gift. Like, it's a flat out gift from the universe. That's how I have to approach it. Otherwise, I'll, you know, otherwise, like, I'll, it won't feel fun anymore. This is fun for me.
1: This, this has been fun. Yes. I'll say that much. I don't know if watching will be. We'll find out.
0: Yeah. I feel like
1: Season 10 wasn't much fun.
0: <laughs> uh, I had a great time.
1: You didn't. You didn't.
0: I I had a great time c- talking about the X on the internet then, and as we you, know, did
1: and you didn't. You <laughs> didn't.
0: I know. I no. Trust me. I would. I have preferred certain things to be better. Yes.
1: What's the What's the phrase? Something about. It's not hindsight is twenty. It's a. Like you, you remember things more fondly than they are. Like in retrospect, this seems yeah. better. than... Uh,
0: time makes the heart grow fonder. Some, yeah, that's you know, it. Like that. that. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm excited. Is that song? Is that's what, I'm that's say? what matters. That's what matters. Um, but beyond that, Ben, beyond watching me rewatch The X File season one as you have been this week in The Office, because uh, the world is stupid and awful and I needed comfort viewing, um, besides watching me watch The X File season one, what was the best thing you watched last week? Mindhunter. You're going with it. I'm
1: sticking with it. Sticking um, with
0: it, even though as we record this, you haven't watched the full season yet.
1: No, I've only seen two. Um, I've been told that the first two are largely set up, and it certainly felt like that. But um, Mindhunter is is a show is a new Netflix original series directed by David Fincher. At least four of the ten episodes were directed by David Fincher. Um, it's based off of a, a FBI agent's memoir as he was developing um, techniques for, why am I always forgetting the phrase? When when you, criminal profiling, that's hmm. what I'm looking for. So they're, they're developing this for the first time, or at least applying it for the first time, uh, using serial killers who've been caught and imprisoned and interviewing them to try to gain insight into their heads so they can prevent future things from happening. Are they
0: hunting within the mind?
1: Liz understands the title. Very good, Liz. Very well done. Um, but no, what, what I liked about where Mindhunter seems to be headed is that rather than focusing on the monstrosities of these serial killers and turning them into these mythic figures that we cannot understand because they are just too batshit crazy and you can't predict anything they're going to do and they're this figure out in the distance that this person is chasing and the person chasing them is learning so much about themselves by chasing them and maybe they're uh, whatever. Like it, it, those familiar archetypes and tropes, typically applied to serial killer stories, are not there. This is a story about connecting at a very basic human level a serial killer and a regular person. It's about seeing that in each other. Um, And the show works to do that in an interesting way because at least some of the people he talks to are, they're very peculiar, and there's a thrill in seeing and hearing what they say and them describing what they've done but it's always about breaking it back down to the basics how did they become that way how can we prevent other people from becoming this way and it's it's for the first time kind of seeing and believing the idea that people can become monsters instead of being born that way mm-hmm. and films especially and other tv shows are are often propagating or at least used to propagate the myth that they were born this way and now it's become a little bit more accepted to believe that these killers are made, but the show is exploring that kind of divide as it's happening, or before it before it happens, and uh, it's good. It's also pretty funny, so I hope it continues to be funny because it's – that was surprising. I Fincher like... is not funny. He's not a funny director, but this is funny.
0: Who is, like, the showrunner? Great question. While you look that up, I'm going to just note that it's reassuring to hear you say that it's funny because I honestly, like, I've been nervous about – whether how much of a slog it's going to be
1: it's very talk heavy it's it's a conversation of a show and they've been very forcibly putting that idea out there in the limited press they've done um but they it's it's very much a show that thrives on conversations and and for the most part those conversations are entertaining in and of themselves the dark humor of this is something that i think that you have to have a particular mentality to appreciate Mm -hmm. uh it's not going to leap out at you like there's not a there's not a knock knock joke about a pencil here, Liz. It's not that. It's not, it's not the rip
0: roaring comedy that is the leftovers.
1: Right. It's not. But it could be. It, it, it's leaning in that direction. That's the guy I was telling um, you about. <laughs> very good, Eccleston, Liz. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 well done. All right. I, I'm excited to see them uh, finish it out and and more. I, I'm both tentative and excited to see where they take this because it, it feels like it very well could have been a movie mm-hmm. or a limited series as right. opposed to a potential ongoing show. Um, but anyway, I'm going to keep looking for the showrunner. And while I do that, Liz, why don't you tell us about the best thing you watched last week?
0: Well, um, I'm going to pull a Ben and cheat a little here. Um, that's right. I'm, re- I'm reclaiming it as yours. Um, I'm, I, I did – I finally – I realized I hadn't finished watching season three of Fresh Off the Boat, and I so I caught up, and it delighted me. Uh, and then the season four premiere was really strong as well. Um, I could always, there, there's a surprising insertion of Michael Bolton into the action, which I had not seen coming, uh, but really pleased me. I, I don't know how I feel exactly about this attempt to really, really celebrate Michael Bolton as a comedy icon I feel like it's it's a joke that works best in very limited doses, um, and with the exception of the Michael Bolton comedy special from Valentine's Day, which did have a lot of fun elements to it. Uh, that said, Fresh Off the Boat was really enjoyable, and it's been it's it remains one of those really it remains a really solid family comedy for ABC. Um, and then uh, uh, Ben both Ben and I were at the premiere of Smilf. Um, which is Showtime's upcoming uh, Frankie Shaw, uh, Sh- Frankie Shaw-led drama, and not drama. Geez, comedy. But uh, I really enjoyed the first episode. I think it's got. Um, there's some interesting things planted that feel that feel like they could really develop over the course of the series. Um, and I feel you know it's a it's it's. I like the style of it, and uh, Rosie O'Donnell's playing a very very specific sort of character that I think uh, you know it's. It's, I think we've. I think I've talked about this before. Like, it's really fun. To, she's an underrated character actress, uh, and she really is getting to play a character here, as opposed to being Rosie, uh, which, you know, I feel like. Uh, I feel like it's a welcome change.
1: There was a great moment in the during the screening where, she kind of turns on a dime unexpectedly. Oh yeah. And half of the audience laughed, <coughs> and half of the audience didn't, and maybe some of the people who started laughing caught themselves and stopped because they realized oh maybe this isn't funny Yeah. and it it towed that I should say O'Donnell as well as the show I mean the, the writing but O'Donnell's performance towed that line really really well which is excited to see develop we've been told at the TCAs that her character is going to be going through a lot more than is exposed in the pilot mm-hmm. um, so yeah I agree with you I, I enjoyed her performance and not only because it had just a fantastic Boston accent like just real thick yeah like she dug in deep it was great
0: yeah. I think in general like smoke's gonna be one we're very excited about. Um Ben, what's the next thing you're looking forward to? Uh honestly. What?
1: It's probably stranger things.
0: I mean, it's on the horizon. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do with season two. A lot of lot of lot of expectations here. A lot of pressure.
1: Yeah, I, I mean I haven't I need to go back and revisit at least the final episode. Um, it's kinda put myself back in the world it's been a while since i've sampled stranger things even with all the events and screenings and conversations around the emmys that have been going on but um i feel like season two is a i mean it's a it's a big deal within the industry but it's it's a big deal for these writers for the duffer brothers to craft a sequel to something that was originally just this little show that netflix was putting out for fun um it's become a much bigger deal than that they've they've had to feel a certain amount of pressure there's a lot of uh changing discussion about how long the show is going to be going on you know so they may have had a story in mind for a shorter time span or a longer time span that's being altered based on x y and z so they're they're facing a lot of um decision making that they may not have had to otherwise it's it's going to change it's going to affect the show Mm -hmm. um I'm not saying that that's going to affect the show in any negative sort of way. I'm not saying it's going to uh, change necessarily the plot or the enjoyment or anything of the sort. But they're writing this, and this is coming out under an entirely different set of circumstances than the first season did. Right. And because of that, it'll be interesting to see how people respond. I think it'll be—I think it'll—it's I, I, hard for me to imagine it being bad enough where the fans would turn on it. Right. Um, but I'm curious to see if they try to elevate things at all— Just because of the stakes being elevated for them,
0: it's crazy to remember. Like it was like Jan. I remember it was like January twenty sixteen, and I think it was it was literally a situation where uh, they offered us a set visit for this new show, this new uh, Netflix kind of kids horror show, um, untitled. I think at that point, Uh, Winona Ryder's in it. Uh, and they offered us a set visit, and I was literally like, "I don't want to go to Atlanta twice in two weeks. You do it." And um, and then and I don't think we had any idea what we were in store for.
1: No, no, we certainly did not.
0: Kind of came out of nowhere. Yes. Except for the part where we knew about it six months in advance. But you didn't. You weren't seeing anything, so it wasn't.
1: Yeah, I mean, I it was, and the set visit was a lot of fun, and um, I will forever remember the conversations with. The kids, especially, because they're already different. Like, just watch them on TV. They're very, very different people from when we just sat down in a basement and were excited about the goofy shit on the walls and the retro 80s mm-hmm. junk laying around. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm curious to see where the new season goes. And uh, a quick additional shout out on October 20th, there's a certain Netflix film being released that I'm excited to watch. Called Wheel Man. Oh yeah, stars Frank Grillo. <sighs> Frank Grillo is a great actor, and I love Frank Grillo. So uh, check that out. Coming <laughs> twentieth. That's this Friday. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, Liz, what is the next thing you're looking forward to?
0: Well, this is kind of there's a little bit of buried resentment here, but I'm really excited about watching more of The Good Place beyond the first four episodes, which I think I've watched like twice all the way through. Um, but they haven't given us screeners yet, Ben. So hopefully by, uh, like, I'm going to have to probably, I'll watch it when it airs tonight. Uh, we're recording this a little on Thursday. Uh, so I'll watch the television on, like, the television, like a person. Um, but I'm really, I mean, I really want to see how the show keeps moving forward. So, like, uh, it's, a, it's been a really fun ride so far with the first four episodes. And if you, NBC, if you want to start giving us screeners again, that'd be swell. We'd take them. Yep. We'd watch them. We'd watch them. Might write about it. Might write about it. You don't know. We we don't know. We don't know what to write about until we watch it.
1: It's not a lot of time if we're getting it late at night and then we've got to turn around in a matter of hours before people have already moved on. I mean, it it helps have them in advance.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but you'll be able to read all about that and more on indiewire.com where where you also find news, reviews, interviews, features, all the stuff you like.
1: And make sure you listen to IndieWire's other excellent podcasts, including the Turn It On podcast with our own Michael Schneider, uh, Screen Talk with Eric Cohen and Ann Thompson, and of course, the Filmmaker Toolkit podcast with the wonderful, great Chris O'Fault. I recently came to Chris O'Fault with a few technical film-related questions, and he gave me some excellent answers, because this guy knows his stuff.
0: The so, guy is smart.
1: Yeah. If you've uh, got any sort of interest in, in that sort of thing, or you know, you just like conversations with people like Edgar Wright, and who else is he? He's, he had Sam Esmail on. He's had a bunch of people, yeah. a bunch of great people on, so... Check it out.
0: Yeah. Highly recommend. Um, you can find Ben on Twitter at Ben T. Travers.
1: You can find Liz on Twitter at Lizlet. That's with an I and then an E.
0: Correct. Uh, please feel free to rate and review us on uh, Positively, of course, uh, if, you, if, you, if you don't mind, um, on all the various podcasting apps that exist out there in the world. Um, and thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week. And in the meantime, you guys, keep watching television. Thank you.